The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. Episode 120. That's right. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah. So uh, let's get to our uh, week in review. Yes. Uh, most notably, of course, uh, uh, it's a new year. Oh, uh, right. New Year's Day was, of course, Monday. So that happened. And, uh, yes, uh, right. of course, it did. <laughs> I'm always reminded uh, of my one of my late uncles one night and. Uh, well, let's just say he was uh, okay. He was drunk, and uh, I, he was looking at his watch. And I forget what year it was. I think it was in the eighties. And uh, finally, when it struck midnight, he said, "Well, I'll be goddamn." It's a new year. <laughs> it's, it's, it, as right. if it, it it might not have happened. You know, oh, I mean, right. it, yeah. it could have stopped and it would have been, uh, you know, what was it, 1986 forever or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. uh, basically another day passed and now it's 2018. Yes, um, but, it, you know, with trumpet office, oh, things God. could have stopped and we wouldn't have had 2018. You just yeah, never know with that crazy thing. In there. Yeah, it's great, Lefty. Uh, well, speaking of Trump, uh, it looks like he got into a little battle of the buttons earlier this week oh, as uh, the North Korean leader announced that he has a nuclear button on his desk. That's right, a nuclear button, not uh, a Matt Lauer button that allows him to lock the door <laughs> for uh, when uh, young ladies are in there. Of course, he probably has one of those, too. Oh, yeah. But nevertheless, he was talking about a nuclear button that uh, he can launch nuclear missiles Anywhere into the United States oh and rain just try hell on us. Oh. And so Trump responded that uh, his button is bigger. Oh, yeah. God. And more powerful. Right. And it works. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's not funny. He's, he's provoking a nuclear war. I mean, no, he's, he's no. more dangerous than North Korea. No. He's going oh, to get us No, damn it. What? That's just treasonous no. language. Oh, my God. Well, well speaking see, of treason... Oh, no less than Stephen Bannon what? has revealed oh, God. that that secret meeting that Donald Trump Jr. and, and Trump's son-in-law Jared met Kushner. with those Russians uh, trying to get dirt on Hillary. What? And, of course, Bannon said that was an act of treason. Oh, hell no. And they should have contacted the FBI, but didn't. And no, that's why they belong in jail right now! No! Trump with him, because the idea that he didn't know about that what? is preposterous! Yeah. God damn it. it! He says he didn't know it, he didn't know it! <laughs> uh, uh, the, the problem with this scenario, now all of a sudden media figures who uh, said that Steve Bannon was the reason you could say that Trump was a Nazi because yes. of his connections with alt-right people and that sort of thing. Exactly. Uh, now love him uh, yes. because he's, he accuses uh, Trump's uh, son and son-in-law of treason because right. of his meeting. Uh, and no yet, uh, the whole Shut purpose of this man. was a meeting they went to uh, under the uh, idea that they had some information on Hillary that was damaging to That's her. Right. And uh, it turns out they didn't. They wanted well, to talk about some sort of, uh, I forget what it was, the, the adoption laws and whatnot yeah, with Russians. And, and, and it did, <laughs> I did a Photoshop making fun of this whole scenario because... What? Uh, took the old poster of James Bond from Russia with love and put oh, yeah. Don Jr. in it and all that. But it, <laughs> really? it was from Russia with nothing because that's what? all it was. There was nothing there. They didn't no. get anything. And there's no there's no way you can make a crime out of this. Yes, and Steve Bannon is just one of these phonies who attached himself to Trump uh, late in the campaign, I might remind well, people. They were yes. kind of painting him I mean, as if he was the Karl no, Rove of I mean, the Trump campaign. Yes. No, it's not true. And well, this reveals yeah, one of the maybe. weaknesses of Trump yeah. in that uh, he's too easily fooled by people who will kiss his ass. <laughs> oh, and well, that's, uh, that's what Bannon was doing at the outset. Oh, yeah. And he, he got in a war of words with people like... Like Jared Kushner, who I'm pretty sure he despises and hates probably more than uh, Trump Jr. in this scenario. Well, but this whole stupidity that uh, you're going to go up against Trump's kids and who you think is going to win. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so that's why Bannon got booted. Oh, they right, didn't man. exactly say he was fired at the time. But now, yeah, you were fired. Well. <laughs> and ever since Bannon left, things got 
better yeah, for the Trump it. White House. So uh, good riddance Way to his now. influence, and this whole scenario is pathetic, and the idea that the Democrats can dredge this up again and make oh, use of it because of Steve well, Bannon, who they've all discredited and despised beforehand, yeah. and now they well, take him seriously, well, uh, is yes. it's absurd I mean, because uh, we went I mean, through all yes. this with Fusion GPS, who oh, were looking for dirt on Trump. Oh, From who? Yes, that's right, Russians. So, if you're going to say it was terrible and treasonous to do this to Hillary, then it's just as terrible and treasonous to do it to Trump. So, uh, yeah, it's it's opposition research when they do it. It's treason when Republicans do the exact same thing. So, uh, that logic doesn't play, and it's not going to work. It's horrible. It's stupid. And But it got a week of news, didn't it? Yes, it did. It sure did. That's all that matters. Now it's out there. It's in the hands of people. They're going to remember it. 2018 November. Oh, hell no. Hell no. got, you know, lies in theater. Meanwhile, on the international stage, seems there's... Uh, a, a bit of a revolt going on. Right here, it's called the resistance uh, no, against the, Trump. Uh, in in so Iran. Yeah, once again, uh, the Iranian people uh, are voicing their uh, disgust with their leadership. Uh, the last time this happened, the previous administration chose to just ignore it. What? Don't say anything. What? And uh, just be quiet what? about uh, citizens being shot in the face for protesting. Oh, God. That's horrible. Yes, it sure was, Lefty, and it's even doubly so horrible to do absolutely nothing about it. But, of course, he was scheming for his idiot Iranian nuclear deal. Huh? uh, Because I believe that uh, Obama saw himself as being the new Nixon goes to China scenario with Iran, where he could land Air Force One in Tehran and say, look what I did, isn't it great? For once again, uh, for theater. I'll just say he did something without actually doing it. Yeah. Uh, the idea that Iran is uh, not going to spend all yep. the billions that he gave them on uh, insidious crimes yeah, of terror uh, is laughable. Oh, please. And the nuclear deal didn't stop jack squat. Yes, it did. So, nope. uh, so, but in doing all that, you know, and like uh, um, fighting the extradition of Hezbollah uh, terrorists and what have you. What? Because uh, that this would uh, uh, be more to the liking of Iran. Uh, basically, Obama was grabbing his his ankles oh, for oh, Iran yeah. and uh, yeah. uh, also uh, Vladimir Putin, which is interesting. What? But no. nevertheless, uh, that's what his reaction was. Here, uh, Trump tweets his support uh, for, tr- for Putin, and the left uh, has a cow no, over it. Uh, most notably, uh, uh, John Kerry, who was Secretary of State oh, with, uh, uh, in the Obama administration. Um, yeah, he was. He tweeted out that uh, something brilliant. Yes, we yeah. always support uh, free funny. speech and the right. Uh, no, that's not expression. Funny. Stop but that. Stop it. Now is the time <laughs> to be quiet. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. <laughs> the two don't go together. Yes, they do. Uh, no, he, he's still an idiot. Uh, what? So no. uh, the idea that the bravest and most uh, honorable thing to do in the face of absolute horror is to remain silent well. just speaks volumes in the most ironic way imaginable here. Uh, so, but you got to understand. I mean, th- th- this is all very provocative behavior on the part of Trump. What? And if you're going to say these are dangerous powers like Iran and North Korea, they are. The worst thing you can do is stoke the flames. They started so being it. silent. Is yes. Stronger and more brave. It takes a brave and sensible man. You mean a sissy? No, and not to be huffing and puffing like some kind of bully. Oh, man. But that's just what Trump is. Oh, and he's God. always falling back on his base, beastal, or instincts. God damn, did you just accuse the president <laughs> of bestiality? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, stupid. I, yeah. Uh, lefty, uh, when you have uh, enemies like this, and these are enemy states, the only thing they're going to respect uh, is power and uh, fear. And they need to be afraid of us so that they don't uh, toy with us with their weapons. And they need to understand that, uh, that we're serious, that uh, we will uh, destroy you, 
if you dare strike at us like that. And they need to uh, believe that, that that's a serious threat. And with someone like Trump, uh, it, it is. So when you uh, were hearing stories earlier about delegates saying, is he, is he serious? What do we do? We don't know what to make of this and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's horrible. That's actually good news. No, it isn't. Uh, it keeps... Uh, what? No, it keeps them, you know, hating us and, and wanting to do terrible things. They are doing terrible things. Yeah, uh, so it, as I was trying to say, uh, it keeps them unsettled and worrisome and in fear Good. and thinking twice about whether or not Just they really want to pull the trigger on that. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, for the better. Oh, God. Look, look, right now, Rouhani Who? is a moderate and... That's what we need to be pushing for and not trying to cause trouble for the more moderate voices within Iran that we might be able to deal with. Yeah, uh, Rouhani's a Holocaust denier, so your metrics what? of moderation are severely lacking there, Lefty. What? But Anyway, <laughs> on to Hollywood, briefly. What? Uh, uh, more specifically, uh, in the superhero comic book oh, movie realm, God. which is the only thing making money in Hollywood these days. <laughs> Oh, really? uh, if you hate them, that's uh, you can, but uh, well, that's it. Everything else is plunging. So, oh, what's uh, happened to the so eye? anyway, uh, DC <laughs> Comics versions of the movies uh, is hasn't done well except for Wonder Woman. They hit big with that one, that's right. and then their because Justice League movie uh, bombed. Uh, I don't know why it bombed. It's not a great movie, well, but it's, it's not, not so bad. Yeah. Uh, it could have been better. The script originally for it, it leaked online with a lot of different scenes that was better and explained the plot better. And uh, uh, Warner Brothers moved in and had, uh, well, Josh Whedon had to come in and cut it uh, because Zack, Zack Snyder had to take a leave of absence because of uh, this tragedy with his daughter and all that. But uh, so, yeah, that version would have been a lot better and made more sense and what have you. But the, the hangups and problems with the Justice League as it is are pretty minor. And I went in it thinking, uh, this is going to be horrible, but let's see what happens. And I kept waiting for it to get bad, and it never did, not really. Uh, so it doesn't deserve the hatred it's getting. But again, yeah, it's not a fantastic, great movie, but uh, it, was, it was better than the Spider-Man movie. What? Yeah, it was. Well, it you, was. You can't say it's that. also better than another movie that I'm going to talk about oh. later on in the show. <laughs> really? But uh, meanwhile, in order, there's always a shuffle because uh, it, it, it underperformed for, for the uh, studio. And so uh, whoever was in ahead of that, if it, what was his name, John Berg or something like that, uh, they moved him to another section. <laughs> uh, he'll do other movies. Meanwhile, they brought in a, a man by the name of Walter Hamada, and uh, he was from a New Line uh, Studios, where they uh, mostly did a lot of uh, horror movies, is what they, they built that studio on. And, uh, and But the other big franchise was The Lord of the Rings, of course. Wow. But well, uh, interesting thing about him, and a lot of people uh, haven't really noticed this, but the uh, the Conjuring horror movie series is actually a shared universe series. They've split off what? Uh, the Annabelle movie, oh, and then right. they're going to do another one with. Uh, the, well, I think they've already done two Annabelle movies. I I, I've so. only watched yeah. the Conjuring movies, but nevertheless, you've got that idea there of spinoffs and what have you, and they've all been uh, pretty successful. And uh, and, and I think the, the, they're going to do one about the the scary nun and stuff like that. But anyway. Yeah. So there you go. It might be a good thing that this guy comes in, even though he's more familiar with the horror franchise. But then again, maybe it's just his job is just to manage the overall idea of a cohesive uh, uh, shared film franchise like that. And that's what DC needs help with. And maybe he can pull it off. So it might be a good news for them. But it was an interesting thing. But uh, that tells me that some of the, a lot of theories was that they were going to just abandon the uh, shared universe idea and just do standalone films like they used to with uh, Superman and Batman and that sort of thing. And uh, I thought it was problematic because they've already got, they've got Wonder Woman and they want to hold on to that success and keep going. And she's a part of that shared universe. And then Aquaman's already in the tank, so to speak, no pun intended, and it's on its way. So, and he's in that shared universe, and so you got to hope. Yeah, I hope it's good. You know, that'll help out. But so, but having a guy whose big talents that I can see is that he's already covered the only other uh, somewhat successful shared universe movie franchise, other than Marvel, of course, which is the king of that. Oh, yeah. uh, that might mean that they're they're not going to just give up on that just yet. So 
that's the most interesting thing to come out of this. And uh, I, really? you know, I'm a DC Comics fan. There's things in these movies that uh-huh. enjoyable for me, and I can recommend them for DC Comics fans, uh, like Batman versus Superman. I can't recommend that for the average moviegoer. No, nope. but uh, and then I'm only. Uh, uh, the the extended cut. Don't bother with the theatrical cut of that one. Don't worry. It's really awful. Uh, Justice League, the theatrical cut, uh, it's fine. I think it's a fun movie. I don't think you have to be a DC fan to, to enjoy it. Um, whether or not there'll be an extended cut of that one uh, seems dubious, but maybe we will. Who knows? Uh, so that was an interesting little tidbit for that. And that brings us to the end of our week in review. What? Happy New Year, everybody. We'll take a break and be back with more. Of the Mr. Nelson Show. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Oh, wow, wee, what's this? It's an old sci fi classic. Oh, man, it must be cool and great, huh? No, I meant classic in the sense that it's classic cinema crap. Oh, well, don't worry, because I'll be there to narrate you through the entire film with my witchy commentary and cartoon sound effects. (laughs) Ah, gee, great! The film stars actor Peter Graves. You might remember him from the TV series Mission Impossible and as the creepy boy-hungry pilot on the movie Airplane. No, doesn't ring a bell. That's okay. Yes, Peter Graves stars as a nuclear physicist tormented by alien killers from space. But the title is somewhat misleading, as they only kill one man, and his death is kind of an accident. Anyway, after all that, they show Peter a bunch of films of bugs. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. Oh, man, I can't stand it any longer. Where can I get my hands on this? <laughs> All you have to do is head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. There you'll find this and other films that I've graced with my brutal sound effects and witty commentary. <laughs> so head over to selfie.com slash Nelson. That's selfie, S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash Nelson, N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. Head over and download Killers from Space today for only $1.75. Whoa, cheap! Yes, yes it is. Now, Aunt Jemima, your pancakes make the whole family happy, especially the ladies. Well, Mr. May, the ladies know how easy my pancakes are to fix. Easy as one, two, three. Just add milk and water and pop them on the griddle, and they're ready to serve. And your Aunt Jemima's are so tender, so delicious, so easy to digest. Yes, sir. Just as digestible as toast. That's why folks I know eat them for breakfast, lunch, or supper. Yes, right around the clock. Aunt Jemima's are enjoyable, satisfying, good eating. Mm-hmm. Why their tantalizing fragrance makes your mouth water. That's because it's made according to my own secret recipe. Right, and your secret recipe pancakes, Aunt Jemima, are the only pancakes with a genuine old soft flavor. So look at here, ladies, for an easy-to-fix treat. Ask Grove Grocer today for the regular-sized box of Aunt Jemima ready-mixed pancake flour. Or for economy, get the three-and-a-half-pound family-sized bag. Hi, this is Smedley uh, from Night Night, and uh, you're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Previously on Night Night, help! Suddenly, a strange giant creature that appears to be completely made of seaweed rises out of the ocean and stares menacingly at Seaman's Load. Holy shit! What the hell is that? 
I don't know. It looks like a giant sea serpent, but, but it can't be. Oh, but it can, Mr. Richmond. Great green panties. It's the green thumb thief. Damn it, Dick. What you doing here, boy? I told you to stay in the kitchen. Yeah, well, the cook kicked me out of the kitchen. What? Why'd he do that? Because I kept picking my nose. It had boogers in it. Oh, man. Nevertheless, Smedley, Dick's right. It's our old arch enemy. Mother Nature. Well, nice to know I have a few fans around here. Now, Mr. Richmond, if you'll kindly demonstrate what I want the rest of the guests here to do and hand over your wallet and that Rolex watch, well, then I'll collect all your goodies and me and my seaweed serpent will be on our way. Forget it, lady. Rich man will never yield to you in your unholy monstrosity. Oh, dear. I guess I'll have to make an example of you. All right, I want everyone to pay attention now. Oh, seaweed! Sick him! Suddenly, the giant seaweed creature lunges forth, lifting up Lyle Richmond, who is in reality Night-Night, off of the seaman's load and dropping him into the middle of the ocean. What? What? No, no, no! Ah! Deep, deep, deeper still plunges the struggling form of Lyle Richmond. Must reach my remote control device. For the night sub. Fortunately, I had the contingency in mind to make sure that the night-night submarine was en route, just in case. And, of course, my brilliant thinking paid off. And, oh, God, God, stop thinking about this. I'm running out of here. And soon, the night sub does indeed appear, and Lyle Richmond gains access to it. And then, of course, takes the time to put on his night-night costume. And once behind the controls of the night submarine... Now, a couple of night-night torpedoes should make short work of that seaweed serpent that... Huh, that's strange. It looks smaller from this position. Now, anyway, it'll be smaller still when it's splattered all over the sea. And soon, Night-Night fires off two torpedoes that smash into the seaweed serpent and go right through it, striking the very ducks that have the seaman's load moored, resulting in a horrific explosion. Oh, the ducks exploded! What the hell? Oh my god, my precious seaweed serpent! Collapsing into the sea! No, no! Meanwhile, several of the guests have sought shelter within the kitchen. Hey, all you people, you're not supposed to be in here. This is an employees only section. Get out! Shut up, boy. Uh, damn it, don't you see what's going on? It need to be protected from that terrorism going on outside. Terrorism? Ah, Mother Nature ain't a terrorist. She's a supervillain. Yeah, whatever. Come on. Y'all come on in here. There's plenty of room. And, uh, oh, you ladies, uh, y'all stick with me. Uh, I'll keep you safe. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Watch I, me oh, going, you Sorry, oh, dear. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Uh, oh, what? Yeah, you dropped your big pink diamond here, lady. Oh, uh, 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 and your wig. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, uh, uh, and, yeah, uh, and, and this uh, fake rubber nose. <laughs> it looks like a pee pee. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, uh, you can keep it. Uh, bye. Meanwhile, back on the upper decks... Oh, oh, my baby! Destroyed! No! Oh, someone will pay for this! Who would dare desecrate one of Mother Nature's children? Only one man would dare to defecate upon your monsters, Mother Nature. That one man is me, Night-Night! I said desecrate, not defecate, you disgusting freak! Wait... What did I say? Oh, never mind, Night-Night. Here, have a dose of weaponized hay fever spores! She broke her leg. Yeah, it's definitely a bone sticking out of her thigh. Well, that'll teach her to run around in high heels on the balcony of her deck. Oh, let's take my 
Anti weaponized. Hey, fever, night, night. Antidote. Uh, I should clear it up soon. I, no, now what? Wait a minute. That's old Lady Winthrop. The Pink Star. Uh, relax, Winthrop. With Night Night on the case, your Pink Star will soon be recovered. After all, I've already disabled the main culprit. We need only search the ship to find where she put it. Perhaps we don't even have to do that. We can interrogate the criminal herself. Hey, Night Night! What? Bubo? <laughs> where did you come from? I was in the kitchen, remember? I was in disguise. Oh, shut up, you idiot! Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's good that you were on the case there, Bubo. Now, we must interrogate Mother Nature on the whereabouts of Winthrop's Pink Star Diamond. Okay. Hey, bitch, what you do with that diamond? Come on, where is it? <laughs> no, 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 Bubo. Now, that's not how you interrogate a prisoner. We must use enhanced techniques. Now, quickly, see that bone sticking out of her thigh? Grab it and twist it around. Okay. <laughs> Come on, stupid. Get rid of that You better kill me. Night, uh, excuse me. Don't interfere. This is a very serious interrogation. But I'm afraid I must, Night Night. Who the hell do you think you are interfering with official Night Night business? Well, I think I'm the captain of the ship because. I am. Oh. And, after scanning the security footage, I believe that someone else was the thief. And soon on the bridge of Seaman's Load. And so, Night Night, as you can see here, it appears an elderly woman in a purple dress made off with the pink star while everyone else was distracted by Mother Nature's seaweed creature. An obvious accomplice. Boo boo! Get back to interrogating Mother Nature until she gives up her partner in crime. Uh, Ordinarily, well. as captain of the Seaman's Load, I wouldn't allow you to torture one of my passengers, and I would immediately report you to the Coast Guard. However, due to a strange explosion at the docks, our ship is adrift at sea. What? Oh. Oh. What do you know? We're in the middle of the ocean all of a sudden. Well, it's just as well, as the Coast Guard has no business in night-night business. Mother Nature is a supervillain, and as a superhero, I am the one who understands how to deal with these people. All right, get back to the interrogating, Bobo. Yeah, but I can't. Don't be frightened by the stupid captain, Bobo. No, it ain't that. She passed out. Uh, I guess from the pain and stuff. What? Oh. Ah, uh, look, the nose lady. What do you mean, nose lady? Uh, yeah, that's that broad I ran into earlier, and she dropped her nose, <laughs> but she let me keep it because I thought it was funny because look at it. It looks like a pee-pee. Boobo, -pee. <laughs> you idiot. It's obviously a part of her disguise. Where did you run into this woman? Well, in the kitchen. Her nose fell off in her, in her wig. Oh, yeah, and she dropped this uh, pink diamond thing. What? She must have been a real close, but, you know, she was an old man. You my ass. That was obviously the what? pink star. The what? <laughs> Shut up, damn it. know what that is. Captain, you've got to alert your security crew to search for this elderly woman, who was obviously in disguise, in a purple gown. Yeah, yeah, well, we've already decided to do that. They're looking right now. Well, we're searching, you know, the pool area and the galley <laughs> good. and their crew Last quarters. time I saw her, she was over by the lifeboats. <laughs> what? Lifeboats? Captain, Captain, we got two of our security guys overboard because they was in a fight with some old lady who was trying to steal life, boo. Good lord. To the lifeboats, boo boo. Okay. And soon at the lifeboat section. Hold it right there, you, you thief. Take one more false step and I'll be forced to hurl. My night night moonering at you. Oh, oh man, this is horrible. I've never been so mistreated in all my life. I mean, this is no way to treat Agatha Van Putin. Agatha Van Putin? Who's Putin? You wouldn't mind. No, Bobo, Agatha Van Putin. She's the heiress to the Van Putin bathroom tissue empire. But no, 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 no. Something's not right here. Agatha Van Putin is easily worth two billion dollars. Why would she want to steal the pink star? Exactly. So if you gentlemen would just let me be on my way. 
But wait, there's still something wrong with this picture. Agatha Van Putin has a bigger nose than the one you're sporting, lady. Oh, that. Uh, well, I recently had some work done. No, you didn't. No, you remember? Your nose fell off. Look, right now, here it is. Of course, a like fake rubber nose. <laughs> a clever disguise, to be sure, but not clever enough for the night-night. Come here, you. Let's find oh, out who you really are. Unhand me, you barbarian. Quiet, or Papa Spank. <gasps> Flying pig. Oh, the forker of piracy. So, Flying Pig, you were the mysterious accomplice of Mother Nature. Well, don't be silly. I, I hardly know the woman. I mean, I, I had nothing to do with this. Stop with the lying, Flying Pig, or as I warned you before, Papa will spank. What? Oh, you wouldn't. Oh, yeah? Oh, Give me that pink oh, star. Oh, Give it up. Oh, Give me that pink it. star. Oh. Come on. Yes, that does indeed appear to be the pink star, Mrs. Winthrop. Oh, thank God. Oh, finally back in my hands where it belongs. Well, night-night, you can stop spanking the flying pig now. What? Oh, right. Oh, damn it. The scheme was perfect. It would have worked, too, if it hadn't been for you meddling mass marvels. Well, let that be a lesson to you, flying pig. There is no escape from the might of Night Night. Wherever criminal schemes take a seat, the Night Night will always be there to get to the bottom of the case. <laughs> Night Night's still touching her poofy. Thus ends another amazing adventure of Night Night. has been a Nail Sin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. Next time on My Brother's Keeper. Now, oh, man, when I saw that uh, Michaela Moroni shaking that ass on that Instagram, well, all I can say is, thank God she's legal now. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, 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 I gotta go. Oh, man. Uh, Get off the phone, goddammit. What? Well, what I do now? Cut the attitude. I was just in the shop working on Sally's chair. Trying to fix it when I went looking for uh, oh, some glue. Uh oh. Uh huh. Uh, there weren't none, though I knew uh, I had bought uh, two uh, bottles, uh, but it was all gone. Uh, what did I find? Uh, A bunch of bags uh, of glue uh, in the garbage. Uh, oh, Stop geez, fidgeting well, around, oh, damn it, oh, and answer me this Did you pour glue into a bag and huff it? Answer me, damn it. Did you huff my glue? No, damn it. No, I, I don't do that. I didn't do none of that. I didn't touch your damn glue. No. Well, then how do you explain all that shiny glue dripping out of your nose? Oh, oh damn. Oh, man, that is sticky. Oh, damn. Well, it's... I. Uh, it, 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 so I huffed your glue. Oh, God. Damn, what the hell am I going to do with you? Oh, That's next time on My Brother's Keeper on TLC. Hey, man. You know what's in outer space? I I, I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
Stupid, 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 stupid. Oh, wee! what's this? <laughs> well, it's another spaghetti sci-fi rift by yours truly. Oh, man, don't leave me hanging. Fill me in on the details. Well, this time it's Mr. Nelson Rift's War of the Robots. Oh, boy. Yes, in War of the Robots, a scientist from Earth is kidnapped by a bunch of robots that all look like the late Rolling Stone Brian Jones. Huh, yes. The crew of the starship Trissy. What? <laughs> yes, they call it the starship Trissy. Uh, they pursue the robots to rescue the scientist and his beautiful assistant. They run around a lot, and once in a while they shoot ray guns and then watch TV. Yes, this spaghetti sci-fi romp was made by the same guys who made Cosmos War of the Planets. Oh, wow! Yes, so once again, someone on the set forgot to turn on the lights during filming. Oh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Also in this package deal, you get Chapter 4 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe. Yes, Flash saves the Earth by taking a powder on a mountain. Meanwhile, Ming the Merciless makes Dale watch as Dr. Zarkov is forced to wear a dress. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. It also contains some music from Kevin MacLeod. Oh, wow! Where can I get this? Oh, you just have to head over to selfie.com slash Nelson, and this little gem can be yours simply for a buck seventy-five. Oh, wow! Cheap! Yes. Yes, it is. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. And so we're back. Well, uh, so I saw Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and before going, I always see them later than everyone else because I can't stand crowds and phones and everything else that goes with movie theaters. So I had to avoid a lot of different reviews. But uh, the basic uh, uh, sentiment that I was getting from them, just titles alone, that... Uh, a lot of people were mad about the movie, and uh, some of it was there was uh, too much politics in it. Uh, yes, that's there. Uh, there certainly is uh, the, the feminist message. If you follow it through, every male character has a woman that bests him one way or another, and uh, it doesn't. It, it, but the, the even there, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I just right off the bat, you start off in the movie. Yes, spoilers by now. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've seen it, so I think everyone's seen it by now. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, a a scene where there's bombers, and they need to drop bombs. The rebels or the resistance? Yes, resistance. <laughs> Just by sheer luck, of course, resistance becomes important. And, and in the crawler, they put it in bold letters to make sure. Wow. Yes, we can use that term. Which has nothing to do with Trump. No, no, it doesn't. And you can make that case in the first movie, but by now, <laughs> to put it in bold letters, yeah, that's what you're doing. But anyway, the uh, the First Order, you know, they're in the battle with each other. The First Order is trying to destroy the Resistance and from their base that they're evacuating. And uh, one of the maneuvers the Resistance is doing is to get uh, bombers to destroy one of the big ships. And uh, most of the, I think, all of the bombers get destroyed except one. And uh, they're gonna, but they managed to drop the bombs on them. Now they're in outer space. They're dropping bombs, <laughs> just like in World War II. It's zero gravity, <laughs> but the bombs drop and it works. And they, they, you know, they take out that ship. Uh, in the process of it, there's a a, a character who uh, loses her life in this. She sacrifices herself in order to make this happen. And of course, there's problems. You get the ship gets attacked, uh, and uh, she's knocked for a loop. And you have to get this remote control device <laughs> to drop the bombs with. Uh, there's no other way to do it, apparently. And uh, she gets separated from it down some uh, a ladder at the floor, and then she sees that the remote control is up at the top, and, oh, it's out of reach. So she kicks the uh, the the at the ladder to shake it loose and drop it towards her so she can grab it and hit the button. And it's the, uh, for the purposes of uh, drama and tension and excitement, you know, oh, will she get it in time before the ship's totally destroyed and all that? 
the time it takes for her to kick and kick and kick and kick to get the thing to fall down, she would have been up to the top of the ladder, grabbed it and pushed the button. <laughs> it's just, it is just really stupid. And, uh, but you know, but, Oh, we're just, all we care about is emotion and scene and stuff without really thinking it through. And this happens again and again with this thing. Um, now, her whole purpose of there was to set up that she's the sister of one of the main characters to be introduced, uh, the character of Rose, who looks like she's going to be a love interest for uh, Finn, even though we would have thought that he was going to be the love interest for Ray. But uh, we'll see what happens in the next movie, I guess, if if I bother to see it <laughs> after this one. I'm not so sure. Um so, uh, so there, yeah, that's the story for her. And they go off on an idiot, meaningless adventure, which seems to just be set up so they can preach about animal rights and how nasty rich people are. So that's in there. Uh, uh, you're terrible and you're evil if, if you're rich. So, so they got that in there. Um, and there's a bunch of animals they let loose that are being cared for by a bunch of poor slave children. Uh, in there and uh, the big uh, scene them mostly uh, the animals are let loose to give a distraction in the hopes that rose and finn can escape these guys who are after them uh they leave the kids behind <laughs> and the kids are set up for later at the end they reveal one of them he looks like he's force sensitive and uh, a new generation of force guys will be there and don't worry there's always going to be some hero coming up no matter what happens and that's great but it was just it's totally wasted it's stupid and uh they meet benicio del toro is his character who's going they're, they're looking for this code breaker to uh <laughs> stop the the uh well, i was gonna say empire but uh the first order from being able to track the rebel ships and they got to shut off their tracker and there's uh we need a code breaker to get on the ship and they go looking for this guy and they end up finding benicio del toro and somehow I guess on the way there, he makes contact with the First Order and sells out Finn and Rose. Because uh, uh, the idea that he was in on it all the time is, uh, boy, what are the odds that he can run into them? And they would even know that they were up to it. So you have to just assume that somehow he contacted the First Order on the way over to sell them out for money. Uh, so he does. I'm guessing he'll show up in the third film. And it's kind of this, like, could this be a good guy or is he just a sleaze? And he'll probably turn to be a good guy in the third movie. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, 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 Luke Skywalker uh, has more to do in this one than he did in the previous, but it's not much. Uh, he's not the Luke Skywalker you remember. Uh, he's depressed and doesn't care and, and just wants to die and all this sort of crap. Uh, doesn't want to teach Ray and all that. And, and But the way the movie sets it up, and The Force Awakens did this too, Um with Ray is just why does she even need Luke? <laughs> She's just magically super powerful, no matter what, and there's just no way she can lose. So it kind of defeats the whole point. Uh, this is what they refer to as the Mary Sue. <laughs> She's wonderful. She's great, great, and she can never lose. And uh, how dare you even question it? And they trot Daisy Ridley out there to say, "Well, if you're calling da uh, uh, Ray a Mary Sue, you're sexist." Uh, no uh <laughs> daisy uh, it's quite the contrary uh you you don't have respect for the character when you make it so unbelievable and ridiculous and take it out of the context of the entire uh universe that this story takes place in it's so absurd and over the top what's the point of even watching what happens next she can't lose so if you don't want your character to be called a Mary Sue, don't write them as a Mary Sue. Uh, so Luke is depressed and down in the dumps and all that stuff. He doesn't use the force anymore. So, yeah, uh, they I mean, keep in mind Han Solo died in the last one. So uh, they tell Luke off camera about this. Uh, doesn't move him to do anything uh, at this point. Uh, he's, you know, refusing to help Ray. He's not going to come back and fight for the resistance and stuff. Chewie just sits out there and tries to eat a porg and they try to get, they get laughs out of that. And, and there's a lot of interjection of humor. Of course, there's always been humor in Star Wars, but this is just too much of <laughs> trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy. You're not Guardians of the Galaxy. You're Star Wars. You shouldn't be copying other people. You should be setting the standard. <laughs> Ah, boy. So, yeah, a lot of that in there. And uh, too much. Uh, one of the characters from the previous uh, General uh, uh, Hux, uh, 
he's a complete idiot in this version. He there's none of that in the in the original film. So here they're already jumping and changing their own new characters from what they were in a previous film. And this is a movie that takes place immediately after the ending of the first one. It's not years later like the other movies were. And he's basically just a Don Knotts character. <laughs> you know? And so it's and when you make him a total idiot like that, some of that you could have kept in there, but you needed to tamp it down uh, a lot more because then your villains are just jokes. And again, that's not much of a challenge for characters like Ray. And so when they're when the villains are just idiots and pathetic and just not even really a threat, you know, who cares when she defeats him? It's no big deal for her. Uh, the only. Uh, real threat here uh is is kylo ren and his perform and like the adam driver i think is showing himself to be quite the actor i did i did like his performance but it's one of these situations where i think he's wasted in this uh john boyega i who i uh liked in force awakens he doesn't really have a lot to do he's there to be kind of a stooge for the rose character for a little bit there wasn't uh, it, i was going in and thinking there'd be more of that but there was I mean, there was some of it, but not to the point that I thought it would be. And But there was still kind of, he has this moment where he almost sacrificed himself. And for a brief second, I thought, yeah, maybe he will. And and then she stops him so she can deliver this line that uh, we don't win by uh, killing what we hate. We win by saving what we love. Now, this is in the middle of a horrific battle. There's just destruction raining everywhere. And she's about... Uh, at first, I thought she died, but she's she's not. She was just you know passed out. <laughs> you really don't have time for your philosophical speeches. <laughs> it just oh uh, uh, it, it just it just wasn't any good. Now the point of the matter is that this is a defining statement she gives here. You know that's supposed to be something you really remember. And this is after one of the main characters sacrificed herself <laughs> to save. So that's how she saved what she loved. But she sacrificed herself by destroying what she hated, which was the First Order's main, you know, uh, Star Destroyer. Uh, And in that bit, boy, uh, that was the purple-headed lady who's there to basically cut Poe Dameron's balls off (laughs) throughout the film. And for no good reason. Um, He thinks she's an idiot and uh, is leading them into destruction, which she is. One ship after another gets destroyed. This whole plot of them just slowly going along with the the rebel ship, just (laughs) it's almost out of gas. And it's going along, and then other ships run out of gas, and they they blow them up. No, they they have to get to a certain distance between the uh, the first order ship and the uh, for the rebel ship there, and because they're shields, and suddenly they have Star Trek shields, and so they for them to be able to penetrate it. It, it doesn't make any sense. Couldn't the first order just step on the gas a little <laughs> and shoot them, and then you're done? Uh, no, they couldn't do that for some reason. And so they're going along uh, through the whole movie to get from one planet to the next. <laughs> That's the plot. That's the entire plot of the movie. Um, so eventually, of course, it's at the last minute. They got they're down to one ship, and then everybody has to escape. And that was their big plan that they had all to uh, just just to escape to this uh, old rebel base from the old war. And uh, boy, shouldn't you have just told Poe Dameron that? Because the fact that they didn't, he decides to go mutiny on the purple-headed lady, Hodo, or whatever her name was, and uh, almost succeeds in that until Leia uh, wakes up and takes over and says, you idiot, we had a plan all along to just escape. Um, so so why didn't you just tell him? <laughs> so that you could show that he was the idiot and the women rule and kick ass, but it, it was a dumb plan to begin with. You got so many killed in it. You didn't even try to fight back. Didn't come up with any. It, it's just awful. Plus, they were mad at Poe Dameron from the get-go, uh, the bombing run and whatnot. And I mean, well, you needed an attack to be able to escape. <laughs> so what if he'd done nothing like you said? I mean, would you? I mean, uh, just, but it's the whole purpose. We, we, we need to show uh, women correcting this man. And that's part of where the politics gets in, in the way of things. And it's like, uh, like I've said in Doctor Who reviews and stuff like that. You're so concerned about that. You're letting it destroy your ability to plot because you've got these ginormous holes in it that you could run a Death Star through (laughs) and you don't notice it because hey yeah we got one there for girls 
No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, meanwhile, uh, see, I'm jumping all over the place here. Uh, Leia, at one point, uh, seemingly is killed, but uh, she survives because she uses the Force. Now, a lot of people are upset about it. That's one of the scenes I actually liked. Uh, after all this time, couldn't we see Leia use the Force? We know that she's Luke's uh, twin sister, and we've only seen little faint. She's able to communicate with Luke and all that sort of thing. But here we see her uh, use the Force. Uh, maybe they should have been a little quicker for her to do that uh, because, you know, she's in the vacuum of space. She's freezing up. And how much air did she have when she got knocked out of the window? <laughs> but she uses the Force to save herself, and they managed to take her in. And then she's like, I don't know, in a coma for a while. And she recovers later. So uh, that didn't bother me. I thought they should have used more scenes. At the end, uh, the Resistance are pretty much down to about 30 people. <laughs> Great plan there, Leia. Uh, and they're trying to escape uh, from this bunker. And, oh, no, the back way is, is covered up with rocks and everything. So Ray comes in, and she lifts the rocks using the Force. And it's, they're, they're huge, you know, so she lifts the whole thing. Oh, Ray, you're great. It should have been Leia doing that. She's had years of experience. And then you could have shown Ray lifting a few. She's trying and and then here and then they all lift up and it's 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 Leia. And Ray and Leia end up together on the Falcon and you kind of think, oh, maybe Leia would be uh, the teacher. Of course, they can't show that because sadly Carrie Fisher uh, passed away. So whatever plans they had for Leia in the next movie, they'll have to scrap and just probably push it into the future, I would suggest, and just say that that did happen. And now she's gone, you know, during the battle or what have you. Um, uh, of course, the most uh, interesting parts of the movie was what everyone wants to see is what's going on with Luke and, and Ray there. Uh, there's not much going on at all. Uh, like I said, Luke's miserable, doesn't want to teach her and all that stuff. But then he changes his mind and does it anyway. But uh, only after R2-D2 shows him the old projection of Leia, which actually... Should have been a scene that told him, yeah, I got to get back into the fight, which would have been better. <laughs> but no, just couldn't bring themselves to do it. Uh, so he goes back and teaches, oh, then he sees she's seeking out the dark side of the forest and he's trying to tell her to resist it. And then he's upset uh, that she she didn't even blink. She went through look, looking into the dark side of the forest. And, oh, uh, I've seen this raw power before in Ben Solo. It didn't scare me then, but it scares me now. The problem with that line is that part of the plot is uh, what happened between Luke and Ben. And it turns out Luke, uh, for a brief second, pondered killing Ben because he foresaw uh, uh, Ben Solo turning into Kylo Ren, becoming you know evil and all that. So he... He ignites his lightsaber and he's about to kill him in his sleep. But then Ben wakes up and sees you know, Uncle Luke standing over him with a lightsaber. And uh, he doesn't understand that Luke has already decided not to kill him. But he thinks he's about to be killed. So they get into a fight. And that's when he slaughters the whole Jedi school and everything and all that. So basically, uh, Luke's clumsiness <laughs> creates Kylo Ren <laughs> and the whole problem. Uh, but here you have Luke. He saw the raw power and the dark side and everything. In, uh, in Ben Solo, he says it didn't scare him, but he thought about killing a teenage boy in his sleep. <laughs> so, no, it did scare you. Ugh. So not paying attention to their own script and uh, uh, plot here and just, just lazy and pathetic. So, boy, oh boy, what are you going to do? Uh, boy, there's just so many dumb things they did. They, they had a final confrontation at the old rebel base, and they had a, a big door closed, but they, the First Order shows up with a battering ram cannon, and they, oh, it's it's Death Star technology. So it's like, oh, good Lord, it's going to blast the whole mountain away that they were in. And, and finally, when it gets off, a, a fires off a shot, it's uh, just, you know, it's a hole in the door. <laughs> Now, I don't know if that's because uh, Finn was interfering with the Ray, or which he flies into for quite a while. And, <laughs> and then Rose saves him. So uh, just how strong was this uh, cannon, you know? <laughs> so uh, Luke arrives uh, to save the day, and that's what everyone's waiting for. And it looks cool. And, it looks, and this is one of the things that I thought they should have taken a nod from the Matrix on. Uh, 
the Matrix, you know, the first movie is brilliant. The second movie, people crap on too, but I stand by it that it was good until at the last few minutes of its ending, which sets up the third movie, which was completely garbage and irrelevant. What the third, what they should have done was just two movies, and what the third movie uh, did, you could have done in ten minutes, tacked on to the second. <laughs> but the point of it is about Neo. You know, he learns his powers in the first one. By the time you get to the second one, he's basically all powerful. And that's hard to, to do. You know, how do you get conflict? What do you do? And they they did it. They, they, you know, and to see Luke 30 years later of being with the Force and all this great power the Skywalker is supposed to have, we should have seen a demonstration of that. And we kind of do, or so we think, that when he confronts uh, a Kylo's uh, army there with the walkers and everything and they're using Kylo open fire on that man and they the cannons blaze and there's a giant fireball there and everything and then oh, the smoke clears and Luke's still standing there he's not even scratched and of course we later learn oh it's because he's not really there it's it, Luke was projecting himself there to confront Kylo basically once again to distract him <laughs> so that the resistance can escape and this was supposed to be uh, he said this is a spark that will set off the fire of resistance all over the galaxy and uh, the, the war begins anew against uh, the first order uh, well uh i guess so but but uh, nobody showed up <laughs> so uh and like i said there's about 30 of them left and they escape on the millennium falcon but well <laughs> yeah, i'm sure they'll they'll find somebody along the way <laughs> uh and of course this kills luke uh luke is using his force powers and the the strain of doing so must have been too much for him to project himself, you know, light years away uh, to fight uh, uh, Kylo, and so he fades away into the force like Yoda did, and so I'm pretty sure we'll see his force ghost in the next movie, especially since there's no Leia. And here's the thing: I think from the outset, they had their basic outline for the original characters was that one would die per movie. So the first one was Han Solo, the second one is Luke Skywalker, and the third one was supposed to be Leia to die off in that in some way. Um, of course, they can't do that because, sadly, Carrie Fisher has already passed away in real life. So I guess I'll have to change it up. But if a force ghost, you know, those can appear all the time. Yoda shows up, of course. That was no shocker to me. I expected them. I was wondering if they would try to do Obi-Wan with uh, uh, Ewan McGregor, but that wouldn't really make sense, I guess, um, considering on the appearance of that they try to make him look like Sir Alec McGinnis, or, you know, Guinness, I mean. But whatever. They, they Yoda's good enough. And... So is the big deal about destroying the ancient books and stuff, but, well, they're on the Millennium Falcon, so I, I don't know. Maybe someone finally thought, oh, we need to explain how Ray can do all this stuff. Maybe we'll just, have, you know, but it's too late. <laughs> she, she has these books to read to learn. <laughs> she just goes into the, not only does she have all these force powers uh, that she never knew anything about, which was a big problem with the original movie. Which, you know, it was introduced to Mary Sue. You know, she just has the powers. You can't, don't question it, because if you do, you're a misogynist. Um, here she does this lightsaber battle. Now, the lightsaber battle, you just have to say, oh, maybe we just didn't see uh, Luke's training of her doing the lightsaber. <laughs> you didn't. They never did. And they get in a fight once, but it's not, it's just not enough there for how she knows. How, they needed to have something in the first movie to establish she knows how to fight you know uh with a, either the stick or something something not just go up against a trained fighter like that and beat him no that's 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 stupid uh but they did it too late uh but one of the best scenes here they had this growing that there might be a, a there's going to be this confrontation between kylo and uh ray and she's intending to turn him he's trying intending to turn her uh which way will it go so they go there they confront snoke and, boy, the big mystery of Snoke. Was he Darth Plagueis? Was the Emperor regenerated? No, he's just some guy. I don't know. He just showed up. Uh, Luke never noticed him before until too late, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Kylo kills him. He's dead, gone. Never mind. Forget about it. <laughs> just really sloppy. Oh, and, and Ray's parents. No, no, nobody in, in, in particular. This is another thing where this is the boy. The only way to really seal the deal on why she's so powerful is to suggest that she's like Anakin was and that she was born 
of the pure force. You know, I mean, she, you know, I'm sure had a mother, but uh, there was no father. She's just born of the force. And she's power. Of course, the problem there is Anakin was nowhere near as powerful as Rey is, but well, whatever. And when you're female, it's more powerful than when you're male, I guess. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> so, so they could put that in there. Maybe they'll do that in the, in the third movie, but right now as it stands, her parents just sold her uh, <laughs> just to that idiot Jakku planet and split and, and uh, I don't know, died somewhere. Um, so there, there you go. That's that. So uh, any kind of hints and stuff of a greater story that the first movie promised, gone. It's all gone. Uh, I don't think there was even seemed to be hints that maybe even Flint, uh, uh, Finn was force sensitive. Gone. No. <laughs> it's so. Uh, not even addressed. So pretty sloppy and lazy if you ask me, but yeah. Uh, so, but, but the best scene is between uh, Ray and uh, Kylo when they're, they end up having to fight the uh, Snoke's guards uh, in this scene. And that's pretty good. And it builds up to a point that might have almost saved the movie. By now, there's so many dumb plot holes with the ships chasing and the dumb thing with going to the, uh, the casino planet with Rose and Finn and the free and the horses or, or whatever they were and, and leaving the kids behind. <laughs> um, it, but uh, instead you, you had this idea that she's going to turn uh, Kylo, but the twist would have been, what if Kylo successfully turned her one way or another? And that would have been interesting. And it could have been a cool way to end the movie. Oh my God, what's going to happen next? It, that might've been the one way <laughs> You might be able to salvage it, despite all the other... Uh, well, like I said, I don't know. <laughs> but it would have been a better plot. No, it's just the same old thing. Uh, you know, he gives her the Darth Vader line, join me, and together we'll rule the galaxy. And, and no, don't do this. And and they split up. Uh, you, you know, but... It, and obviously they're throwing it in there that now there might be a romantic uh, attraction between the two. And that's, uh, I guess they're going that route because some people thought maybe she's uh, Kylo's sister. The, the problem there is if she's his sister, how do Han and Leia forget they had a daughter? <laughs> so that was always problematic. I, I don't know unless somebody cloned uh, uh, Kylo or something. And be, I don't, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I guess to have some interest for her to want to save uh, Kylo... Uh, it doesn't seem likely now, but that was the driving force in the originals. And uh, because there's no connection between them, really, you know, Luke's trying to save his father, uh, you know, the Anakin story, uh, Padme's trying to save him, all that kind of stuff. Um, where here, no one's really related and doesn't have much of a relationship. She has a friendship with uh, with uh, Finn, but now it looks like Finn's got a new girlfriend. <laughs> So I don't know what to do with that. And uh, so so develop that, oh, maybe there's an attraction she has for Ben Solo and she wants to save him and all that. But still, it's not like they had been boyfriend and girlfriend. She just barely knows him. It's just, oh, she thinks he's cute. Well, that's not really enough <laughs> for that for that to be the depth and connection to where she would even risk that anymore. She tried once and it didn't work. So the idea that she would try it again, probably not. But at this point, it's like, well, what's the point of the third movie anymore, you know? So, ugh, it's not good. It's really bad. Uh, I had problems with The Force Awakens, but now Force Awakens looks better than this one. Uh, so right now, of the new Star Wars, uh, Rogue One is probably the best of the bunch. <laughs> and uh, it's looking really bad for the future of Star Wars. Uh, there's going to be another trilogy in the future. Sad part about that is the director of <laughs> for, uh, Last Jedi is the director overseeing those films. <laughs> so, it <laughs> doesn't look good as of now. So, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yeah, it's probably the last Star Wars. <laughs> it it uh, Boy, and it breaks my heart because Star Wars is a big deal. You know, I grew up with that. Uh, you know, uh, Star Wars was sort of like what the Beatles were to my parents' generation. And but all good things, you know. <laughs> so pretty bad and so sad. 
So, in case you were wondering what I thought of the new Star Wars movie, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> All right, before I bring to a close this episode of the Mr. Nelson Show, I thought I should probably make uh, some comment on uh, the, the, the earlier discussed the possibility of bringing back the Bob Levy show. Doesn't look like that's going to happen as of now. Uh, so, uh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, these things happen, uh, and uh, I'm not entirely certain as to why, but I just thought I'd make mention uh, of that. So, uh, but uh, I'm still here. Uh, I'll try to get other people from that show uh, as guests on and do some other things too with that in the future. So, uh, once again, uh, sorry about that. But, uh, you know, these things happen. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll see you next week here on RadioMisfits.com. Yes. Good night, everybody. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be promptly ignored and or blocked. Resolution will be I'm gonna cut back on the burr. <laughs> oh God! What? <laughs> well, well, what? Good luck there. Red. Come on. Uh, well, you, yeah, yeah. You know, more power to you there, Red. I'm yeah. gonna uh, the usual thing. Uh, you know, try to you know lose weight. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, oh man. Well, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, okay, Lefty. What's uh, what's your resolution? Oh, Weight gain? Oh, oh now, please come on. <laughs> uh, well, obviously uh, the same as last year. You know, try again. You, you fall off the horse, you get back on. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I don't. Do we even do the resolution? What, what was your resolution last year? Get Trump and Pete. Oh. oh my God! Yeah. Oh damn it! Oh well, so.